0: Hey there, welcome to the Catch-Up Corner, the podcast where we sit down once a week to discuss the latest pop culture and entertainment media topics. I'm your host, Cameron Tyner. Let's catch up. Hey everybody, uh, welcome back to the Catch-Up Corner. Happy... Whatever day of the week it is for you right now. Um, I hope you're having a great day. I'm excited to get to talk to you a little bit about all of our favorite topics. Um, I feel like we have a lot to cover this week. Like the celebs, they've been celebbing. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's completely normal. But I just feel like there's so much to say. Um, I'm having a pretty weird week, um, but that's okay, um, it's also a good week in some ways, there's a lot of people in my life that are having birthdays, and I've got to see some people that haven't seen in a while, so it's been fun and celebratory to, like, get to see some people have drinks and, you know, just catch up, so that's been really good, um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to the weekend. I have a couple days off of school um, this next week. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to those couple days off. I think it's really needed. Um, but then I have some major grind time coming up after that. I've got a exam and a couple papers coming up. So it's going to be pretty busy. But then it's only a few more weeks till spring break. And I'm dying to get to spring break. So, um, one last thing before we get into the actual catch-up. I wanted to clear up something from last week. So, last week I was talking about the whole Leonardo DiCaprio having a young girlfriend scandal. I brought up the show, The Last of Us, with Pedro Pascal. And um, I just want to say that I mistakenly misgendered uh, Bella Ramsey, who was his co-star. I was talking about the age gap between them and how it was the same as the age gap between Leo and his Girlfriend. Um, I should have looked up this actor a little bit more before talking about her just because obviously I want to be as knowledgeable as possible when I'm talking to you guys about this. Um, and yeah, so I did a little bit of research, talked to some people who knew, um, and yeah, I read a couple articles about Bella Ramsey, and in an article she mentioned being non-binary and not enjoying being labeled as a powerful young woman anymore, um, but she did uh, say that she uses she, her pronouns, so there's just some clarification on that. I wanted to, you know, apologize for that if you noticed, and if you didn't notice, you know, now you know a little more, so you won't make the same mistake as me, and yeah, I just want to keep it real with you guys, so... I wanted to go ahead and clear that up and just be honest about it before we catch up with everything else. So let's dive right in because we have a lot of news and a lot of celebrity news specifically. So the first thing that I have for our celebrity news catch up is that Harry Styles, um, he won artist of the year at the Brits. um, But the reason I'm bringing this up is because there were a couple of moments throughout his acceptance speech that were very talked about, Um, and so, of course, I want to cover those. Um, He mentioned um, all the members of One Direction saying, you know, thank you, and I wouldn't be here without you guys. Um, and so everyone was, like, kind of freaking out about that, because they don't really talk about each other all that much, so it's interesting, um, to hear that, um, but the thing that really struck me the most about his acceptance speech is that he recognized his privilege, um, and he said, quote-unquote, he's very aware of his privilege, um, especially in this category, there were no female artists, uh, nominated for Artist of the Year, and, that was very interesting, but um, I think it was very respectful of him to address that, especially considering, like, what I talked about last week with him saying, you know, like, this doesn't happen to people like me. I feel like that was a nice follow-up. I mean, I can't be sure that it wasn't performative after some backlash um, with what he said at the Grammys, but I did think he made a good choice in touching on that because it's, honestly insane that no women were nominated, because they definitely should have been, um, and it's good that he said something. The next thing that I want to cover is the whole Megan Fox, Machine Gun Kelly situation. So, as we know, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox have a very intense, very public, very (laughs) PDA-infused relationship Um, and so recently on Instagram, Megan Fox made, like, a cryptic post about, um, not being able to trust someone, and it very much insinuated that cheating was going on in her relationship, and obviously everyone knows she's in a relationship with Machine Gun Kelly, and then she also deleted all of her posts with him from her Instagram, and so everyone was like, oh my gosh, like, are they breaking up? Like, this is crazy. Like, it kind of starts going viral. And then, um, one of Machine Gun Kelly's guitar players, Sophie Lloyd, she's like, no, like, everyone's reading too much into, like, cryptic social media posts. Like, you don't, like, these rumors are needless. Like, you don't need to be giving in to them. And so then everybody's like, okay, well, that's weird. And then, But also, like, it makes sense for her to want to, like, defend Machine Gun Kelly if she's, like, more on his side. You know what I'm saying? Um, So that kind of made sense, but it also is confusing at the same time. And then, after that, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox were spotted leaving couples counseling. And they both looked pretty distraught. There were tears. Um, So that was interesting. Um, So no one really knows where they are right now apparently a source close to them said that you know Megan's not ready to give up on the relationship despite trust issues but like who even knows if that's true but I think it's very interesting that this is all going on and it's all going on very publicly which is honestly on brand for their relationship but like it's still like just so weird in many ways <laughs> so yeah I mean stay tuned to find out more about the relationship between them What what happens from here the next piece of celebrity news that I want to discuss is Rihanna being on the cover of British Vogue. Obviously, Rihanna is having a whole moment right now because of the Super Bowl, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a few minutes, but right now, I just want to talk about how she was on the cover of British Vogue, looking stunning and amazing. She was with ASAP Rocky and her nine-month-old baby, who was a few months younger at the time, um, and Rihanna even commented and said like that in these photos she was pregnant, but she didn't know it yet, so it's kind of cool to have like photos of like both her children in the photo, and she doesn't even know. I think that's really cool and really sweet that she mentioned that um, and also, everyone's wheels are now turning about what could her baby's name be, and like all throughout the interview, she referred to her child as baby. Everyone on set said they're like her, ASap Rocky, like everyone involved, their whole team's, like, only called the baby baby, and so everyone's kind of wondering, like, okay, like, is that the way of keeping the baby's name discreet, or is the baby just named baby? Because, honestly, it's possible, but, like, Rihanna isn't giving the vibe of, like, someone who would name her baby baby, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can definitely see celebrities doing it, and I feel like maybe someone has done it before. If you know of someone that has, let me know. But I just feel like Rihanna is, is not that girl. Like, she's not the the baby type of mother, you know? Like, she's not she's not giving her child the name Baby. You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm interested to see if she'll say what her baby's name is. But, obviously, it seems like she wants to keep it private right now. Another piece of celebrity news that I am so excited about is that Amy Poehler and Tina Fey announced that they're going on a comedy tour. It's like just a few cities, like I want to say like four. Of course, none of them are near me and I'm like totally devastated because I love when people go on tours and I feel like celebrities this big, like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are like two of the biggest female comedians like ever, and for them to be going on tour, like, that is so rare, so, like, I think it's so cool, and I think they're both so funny, like, such icons, like, I admire them so much for all the work that they've done on SNL, and outside of that, and, you know, how their careers have flourished since being on SNL, like, I love them. And so, I think this is such a cool thing that they're doing. I hope maybe they'll film it. I think that would be awesome to, like, have some sort of comedy special that you could watch of the two of them. And I feel like that's kind of a popular thing to do with comedy shows. So, maybe they will do it. Or maybe I should just pack up and go to one of these cities. Like, let me know because I want to do it. Like, let me know if you want to come with. (laughs) But, um... I really think it is so cool that they're doing this, and I can't wait to hear more about it and maybe see some, like, behind-the-scenes content as they, like, go through the process. I think it is so awesome. One last piece of celebrity news, and that is the SAG Awards announced a few people who are going to be presenting at the SAG Awards in a couple of weeks. I've said this before. I love the SAG Awards. I think they are so interesting and different because of the way that they uh choose their nominees and winners um it's voted on by members of the SAG-AFTRA Foundation which are actors so it's actors voting on other actors performances and I think that is so real and it's so special for other actors to get get recognition from their peers I think that is a really like sweet thing for them and it I'm sure it feels so great to be recognized by people who do what you do and understand that um and I think the SAG Awards a lot of the time recognize a lot of people who aren't getting recognition otherwise in the awards circuit so I think that is a really great thing about it and I just always enjoy watching them I feel like it's always a very wholesome like show and I I just love it so I'm looking forward to them but they announced some of their presenters and let me just say I am so happy about this. This list I literally feel like was made for me um so here they are. Andrew Garfield, Paul Mescal, Don Cheadle, Caleb McLaughlin, Jessica Chastain, and Emily Blunt. I mean, come on. Every single one of those people is iconic. Like, I'm obsessed. And, of course, you know, I have deep, deep love in my heart for Jessica Chastain and Emily Blunt and Andrew Garfield and Paul Mescal as well. Um, And I love Don Cheadle. I think he's hilarious. And Caleb McLaughlin. Like, who doesn't love him? Like, this is a great list of people. And they knew what they were doing by dropping these names. Like, getting everyone excited. Um, But, more than anything, (laughs) this means to me that something we talked about in an earlier episode, the fact that, you know, Jessica Chastain's a busy gal, Emily Blunt's a busy gal, and I'm like, and I was like, will they both go? Well, (laughs) if they're both presenting, they're both gonna be there, and that is so thrilling, so exciting for me, and I will be keeping my eyes glued to the screen, I will be waiting for a photo of them together, talking to one another, like, I'm I'm praying for that content, you know, and it's it's even more likely now. You know, the stars are aligning in my favor, in my Jessica Chastain and Emily Blunt favor, and I just simply love to see that. So, now let's move on to some movie news. Just kind of had one thing that stuck out to me this week, and that is that the movie Oppenheimer the trailer, the first official trailer for the movie dropped and honestly looks fire like I've been waiting for this trailer obviously like because you know my girl Emily Blunt is in the movie like honestly let me just go ahead and say like based on my notes alone like this is a very Emily Blunt coded episode like as it should be but you know just just stay tuned for that and everyone loves her so no complaints (laughs) but anyway um her upcoming film Oppenheimer the official trailers came out this movie is about uh J. Robert Oppenheimer who was the creator of the atomic bomb and the movie is all about like his role in the development of the atomic bomb and how that um played out, and Emily Blunt is playing his wife, he's being played by Killian Murphy, there's also, I mean, this is literally a star-studded cast, there's also Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh, like, some other big names as well, like, it's just, this movie is gonna be so good, um, the trailer is not giving as much Emily Blunt as I want it to give, but based on the plot, like, I understand, you know what I'm saying? Like, I understand, I respect what's going on, and like, that you have to, you know, you have to focus it on him. You can't make everything about Emily, but if it were me, I would make everything about her. (laughs) However, I'm hoping that she plays a larger role in the movie than, like, what is being portrayed by the trailer because it's not giving what it needs to give. (laughs) Um, but that's kind of the only thing that I've seen in Moon news this week. It's kind of slim. But yeah, I'm happy to hear it. So, moving right on to movie of the week. This week's movie of the week is crazy, you guys. So, this week's movie of the week is... Go ahead, give me the drum roll. Black Bear. Okay, I... I feel like i have so much to say about this movie but it is not going to make any sense <laughs> so bear with me i'm going to try and make it as understandable and as interesting as physically possible however i don't know how possible it is <laughs> um so black bear is a i actually don't know if it's an independent film but it was giving independent film vibes, you know? And I think it is. Like, it premiered at Sundance. Like, you know, the vibes. Like, it stars Aubrey Plaza, which is initially why I clicked on it, because I love her. Um, And I think seeing her in some more, like, serious roles is really intriguing to me. Um, And I talked to, to a couple of people about this while I was telling them about the movie, in that I think... Aubrey plays this like similar character sometimes like she she's like this mysterious like kind of funny girl but it's like no one really understands her humor and like it's just kind of it, it it's giving the same thing every time and it's like kind of been associated with Aubrey Plaza and like when I say it's giving the same thing every time like it's giving something amazing like don't get me wrong she kills every role that she plays but I feel like she I don't know if she's been typecast or if that's the kind of role that she's interested in playing and she likes doing that but I really like that she has been branching out a little bit more in the last couple of years and trying new things um and so that's what the pull for me was to this movie, like, it seemed to be, like, maybe, like, this kind of thriller, like, drama type of movie, and I didn't really know what was, like, going on with it, like, it seemed really intriguing, and once I got in to the movie itself, like, it was so thought-provoking, and I have so many thoughts about it, um, And I loved her role in it. Um, As I began watching, I was like, okay, like, she's kind of playing that same type of person. But it was so peeled back. It was like if you took all of those, like, mysterious, dry humor characters that she plays. And you, you look at them and you're like, they're funny. But their humor, it has a bite. And it's because they have this trauma or they've been through these experiences like you can just tell like something has happened to this person to make them funny in this way and in all those other roles that I've seen her in it's like you don't really find out you just kind of are like wondering about them they're very intriguing characters and in this role it was if you, it was like as if you took that character opened them up peeled back the layers and you saw all the raw emotion you saw what's going on inside their head like it it was so interesting to see and so immersive like when I was watching this movie I could not look away from the screen for a second and really it's like all that much wasn't really happening while this movie was going on so that being said about Aubrey aside let me lay out the movie to you a little bit more so you can understand what I'm talking about so, like I said, it has, like, a independent film type of vibe. And it's set at this, like, cabin in the woods, of course. Um, but it's really not that scary. It's very much a more dramatic psychological thriller than it is, like, horror thriller. Like, really that much... There's really not that much scary activity, you know? Um, but basically Aubrey plays an actress who's also a director and she's kind of focusing more on directing now and she's like trying to write this movie or trying to write something and has just like immense writer's block so she's like, I need to like have some kind of retreat and so she ends up going to this cabin which is like owned by this couple And, you know, she spends time with them because, like, they live there or they're staying there while she's there. And so, they get to talk a good amount. Um, And it's just really interesting what goes down because, like, essentially the whole movie is just those three characters. Um, And I think this role for Aubrey Plaza was the best performance I've ever seen her give hands down and like I said I love her work I've loved everything I've ever seen her in but this was Aubrey Plaza just acting her butt off like I've never seen before and I know like in my research about this movie I saw that you know she kind of pulled these other actors into the film um and wanted to work with them but I really felt like she was just, like, steps above what they were doing, and, um, they were just, like, there. You know what I mean? Like, this movie was about her, and they were there. They were side pieces to what was going on with her character, to me. I mean, other people may have watched this movie and, you know, completely disagreed with me and been like, no, absolutely not. Like, this was about all the characters. They are so integral, and I can I can see where they're super important to the plot and to what's going on, like, obviously. But to me, this was just, like, a showcase of Aubrey Plaza acting with this role. Um, But anyway, she's at this cabin, and she gets to talking to them, and, you know, they're, like, they kind of seem to have, like, a rocky relationship. Like, there's definitely, like, some insecurity going on there, and it's just, like a little bit confusing as to what's, like, going on with them, um, and, like, of course, some drama ensues, and you're just kind of like, whoa, like, what is going on, and the interesting thing about this movie is it's set into two parts, so there's, like, part one and part two, and I don't want to, like, say the names, because I feel like they kind of, like, give away what happens, but in part one, there, that's what I just described, like, what happened, what I just described is, like, kind of what happens in part one. Part two is... Like, if you took part one, opened it up, showed the camera crew, film people, like, you just, you just turned whatever happened in scene one or part one, you just turned it on its head. And we're like, okay, let's do the same thing, but let's do it as different as we possibly can. And, like, it's just so, like, I can't even explain it. How, like, it was so confusing. But, like, still, throughout the whole part two, like, I'm glued to the screen. Like, I'm paying attention to what's going on. I'm trying to unpack it. I'm trying to open up the relationships between these people and see what they're saying with their eyes. Like, what they're not saying. How, you know, like, how they're looking at each other. Like, how they, like, touch each other or don't touch each other. Like, every piece of the way these people were interacting, like, I was glued to it. And I don't think that the end necessarily ties it up completely um i think you kind of like there's this like one scene that happens like repetitively through the film you're know, like okay i've seen this before like this is familiar and it happens again at the end and you're just like huh it has a little extra detail than it had before you know each time it's a little bit longer you see a little bit more you know and at the end you see this and when the movie ends you just have this moment of like what? like what what was that, <laughs> you know? And I know I've been rambling on with like nonsense about this movie for like however many minutes at this point. But I just think there is something so curious about a movie that ends and you just have to like sit back and be like wait what did I just watch? And then you have to unpack it and think, like, oh, well, I think this means this, or I think this is what was happening, or I think this is what they're trying to get across. Like, this is the point. This is what they're saying. And this movie is so totally like that, and I think they're so fascinating in that way, and I need desperately other people to watch this movie. So, in a similar way to, like, how I want people to watch Take Shelter, the movie from last week, like, because I love when something is just kind of open for interpretation and you get to just, like, discuss it and, like, just, like, dig into it with other people and be like, no, I think this is what happened. Or I think this is what that meant. And, and be, it's because of this. It's because of what was happening the whole time. And then they're like, well, this was happening the whole time and and I, it made me think this. Like, I think those kinds of conversations are so interesting. Um, And I love a movie that you just kind of can dissect like that. Um, But I know a lot of people don't like movies that are not tied up in a little bow nicely at the end. Which is understandable. Like, I can understand why people want it to end. And you to be able to be like, yep, that's what they were telling me. No one can disagree with that. Like, this is what that movie was about. Like, understand people desiring to have that kind of film. Um, so if you don't like movies where the ending is kind of open or a little confusing or open for interpretation, like, this might not be your cup of tea, (laughs) but, um, I thought it was really fascinating, and I think that a lot of people should watch it, and I'm honestly surprised I haven't heard more about it, because I thought it was so, so interesting, and, Maybe that made no sense because I was trying not to give away too many details. Maybe that made no sense. But if it made even a little bit of sense to the point where you're like, I'm I'm curious about what she's talking about. Like, watch this movie. It was so entertaining. I really enjoyed the, like, experience I had, like, watching and thinking about it. So that's the movie of the week. <laughs> I feel like I went on a deep passionate rant but it was just so crazy and interesting so let's get into our tv section um for a little recap um i'm still watching the colpo sisters um i haven't watched any more succession so for anyone out there who's like begging me to watch succession like i promise i'm trying i don't know if right now is the time for me to watch succession because i'm just like not having the pull to like watch it What I am having the pull to watch is uh, Scandal, which I literally used to be obsessed with Scandal, because, well, actually, I don't know why I was so obsessed with it, but I loved it. Like, I loved Olivia Pope. I loved Fitz, even though they are both problematic. But I just thought it was such an interesting show. But I never actually finished it. Like, I want to say I only watched, like, five seasons. I think there's, like, seven. And I've been getting the urge, like, I've been seeing like videos of Scandal on TikTok, like I don't know why they're coming up. And on Twitter. Like I don't know if there's a resurgence of Scandal right now, but like I kinda wanna watch it to be honest. So maybe I'll pick Scandal up again and rewatch it. Um so yeah. That that's kinda good. what's going on with me and T V right now. I'm I just like I don't know. I'm not too into anything right now. Like Nothing nothing has a hold on me, but I could really go for another limited series. So, if you've watched any limited series recently, just let me know because I I want to hear I want to hear your thoughts and I want to know what shows are good that I should watch. Because oh, I just love a limited series. And this is not really in my TV news or anything, but I know the new season of Ted Lasso is coming out soon, and I'm dying for it to come out. Like, I'm literally so excited. Um, so, yeah. If you got any limited series that you think are vital for me to watch, please let me know. And a little piece of TV news. Um, so, I was talking about the SAG Awards a little bit earlier and the SAG After Foundation, um, and they did something really interesting in that they took the nominees from several different categories and they, like, kind of put them on a panel together and, like, had them be interviewed all together and it kind of created this really nice discussion about what those people were doing, like, within their genres that they were nominated for and I just found it really interesting. Um, And the reason I put this in the TV news section is because, of course, You're not gonna be surprised. I told y'all this was Emily Coded, okay? So, of course, I watched the Lead Actress in a Limited Series panel and, um, I guess the way that they did this is, like, just anyone who was available or could make themselves available for this panel was on it, so it consisted of Amanda Seyfried, Emily Blunt, and Jessica Chastain, and they all just talked for, like, about an hour about their shows, and, like, they were asked really interesting questions about, you know, the industry, and it was so good to watch. I loved seeing them all interact, and it made me just, like, so excited to see them all like nominated with each other and like I don't know I feel like that was a really good idea like in general for the sags to do just because I feel like it brings together this like bond of nominees that will be beautiful to see at the actual ceremony because you know you take this group of people and you have them all kind of talk about what they did and why it was important to them and what what kind of impact they were trying to make, and I just really appreciated that, and I think a lot of the times you, you see people nominated together, and you're like, wow, well, like, they look so happy for that person, like, when the person wins, but I feel like seeing these panels and watch them, like, and watching them engage with each other, like, really brings you into the fold of that, like, you're just Watching them interact, you're know, like, I understand, like, why they're so proud of that person or why they're so happy for them, is because they understand what they're doing and they they know what kind of work they put in, and so I really really loved that. um, I thought they had great conversation. If you're interested in listening to actors talk about what they um, did in their roles and what drew them to it, and all of the things, they just talked about acting in general as well, and even like gave some advice, like, it was really, really good to watch, I loved it, um, but if you're interested in anything like that, I would totally recommend giving it a listen, um, and one thing that I thought was really cool is that all three of them were producers on the TV series that they were nominated for, and so it was just really empowering to watch it as well, you know, like, these three women who have, like, really made a name for themselves, and, like, have this liberty in the industry to work on roles that they feel really passionate about, and they're being heard, and, um, it it was so empowering, and I think they had a lot of good conversation about women in the industry, and kind of, like, what it takes to be heard, um, and how being a producer can change that, and, you know, it, it was just really good to listen to, so if you find that interesting at all, I would say... Go ahead and watch it. Because it was so great. Um, They were all just so sweet. It was so great. And now we're moving on to music news. Of course, we have to talk about Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime performance. She killed it, in my opinion. I know a lot of people were kind of divided. You know, some people are saying, like, she wasn't giving as much as she could have given like, if people were just saying it was kind of meh, you know? I did not think that. I loved it. I thought she picked great songs. Um, while there were some songs that got left out, I loved it. Um, because, you know, like, she has so many hits that, like, she couldn't possibly have done all of them. Like, no matter what song she chose, people are going to be like, oh, she left out this song, or she left out this song, and I think she did an awesome job of choosing, and then, of course, like, the dancers were amazing, and even, like, funny at times, like, some of them are, like, going viral, they're all coming up on my TikTok in their little costumes that they got to keep, I'm like, I wish that was me, like, literally, I wish I had that little marshmallow-looking suit, like, come on, but, yeah, I thought she did amazing. And then, of course, she uh, revealed and it has been confirmed that she is pregnant again. Which I feel like it was a little bit confusing. Like, I don't know if it was, like, a camera angle thing. But it was, like, you know, she's like, rubs her stomach. And then, like, the camera, like, kind of pulled away. And so you only saw it for, like, a split second. And then everybody was like, Rihanna is pregnant, confirmed. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, everyone's talking about it. And I was like, you guys, like, don't disrespect Rihanna like she did this whole performance and all anyone can say is that she's pregnant or she looks pregnant or is she pregnant did she touch her stomach like come on like that was me (laughs) and I was trying to keep everyone like civil and not talking about it and you know just talking about her performance because it was great and then it was like her pregnancy is confirmed by her team and I was like oh okay well never mind she is pregnant then congrats to Rihanna You know? But especially for being pregnant, she gave a great performance, a great vocal performance, you know. She even danced a little bit, like it was great. I loved it, thoroughly enjoyed it. When it ended I was like No, it's over Like I thought it was so good. Um, one other little weird piece of music news which not even sure if this will be interesting, but it is a saga in my life, so it's about to be a saga in yours. So, we all know Phoebe Bridgers, my girl, um, so she has this song called Waiting Room. It is a song that she wrote when she was 16 years old, and so she's opened up about, like, she doesn't really like singing it or performing it, she just is kind of, like, embarrassed by it because, you know, it's like this song when she wrote, when she was so young, and, like, maybe she doesn't necessarily agree with the ways that she felt, or, like, Think that those feelings are mature enough anymore, but it's a great song. It's phenomenal. It's really, really good. And anyway, so this song, her fans love it, myself included. This song gets taken off of all music streaming platforms, it's completely gone. And everybody's like, uh, what happened to Waiting Room? Like, <laughs> why is it gone? And, you know, it was a, a really trying time for Phoebe Berger's fans, for the Farbs. Um, but then, out of nowhere, it's back on Spotify. And it's called Waiting For You. And the artist's name is Waiting Room. And so, I'm like, I mean, there's no way this was Phoebe, right? Like, why would she label it that way, you know? Like, someone definitely got the song uploaded to Spotify, which is crazy. So if you like that song, it's back on Spotify. It's probably gonna get taken down before this episode even goes live. But give it a listen, you know? And stay tuned to find out what happens with waiting room. Because like I wanna know why it got taken down in general. Like that was never even said. So I I wanna know more about the situation, but I don't I don't think there's much more to know at this point. Um One last thing to talk about, of course, the current book. I have got to be so completely honest right now. I'm in a book slump. I don't think I've read a single page since I recorded the last episode of the podcast. So, I don't really have any updates on that. Um, I don't really know if I'm going to stick with what I was reading. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds for me in books. But... I need to get it together because like I have a reading goal to meet for this year and I am not making progress. So I got to get a move on. Hopefully I'll have some information for you uh, next week on what what's going on. I, I need to give a little update on books. You know, hopefully I have something for you, but uh, <laughs> don't hold your breath. <laughs> As of right now, the slump is slumping so hard, <laughs> but yeah, that's, pretty much it for the podcast this week I know I was super rambly so I hope that you guys still enjoyed it uh thank you so much for being here I look forward to chatting with you guys next week and in between now and then I hope you have a great week a great day great night all the things um and I cannot wait to catch up with you all next week uh let's talk soon